to The Truth in This Art. I am your host, Rob Lee. And today, I am thrilled to welcome my next guest. They are twin interdisciplinary collaborative artists. One is skilled in drawing, printmaking, and digital art, while the other is a painter and a ceramicist. Hope is hearing the melody of the future. Faith is the courage to dance to it today. Please welcome Hope and Faith. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks for having us. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for making the time. It's like, like I, I, I'm seeing double. It's going to be a lot of puns. I'm sorry. <laughs> like what it, it's, it's fine. It's fine. Um, so, you know, starting off, you know, for this, this illustrious podcast, I like to get and give uh, space to, to the guests to share sort of their origin story, where they grow up, how they get involved in like art and creativity. So, you know, I'll lobby it over to the two of you, you know, how, how'd you guys get started? You know, describe your work. How'd you guys get started? A little bit about the background. Feel free. Um, I will say it started like very young. A lot of people don't like include their middle school, like elementary school years in their artistic career, but I've been creating for over a decade. And um, our first one of creating was actually cooking. So um, we were raised cooking soul food dishes and curating um, plates, uh, dinners for our family, uh, big events like Easter, Thanksgiving. Like we really, we were- Birthdays were everything for us. Yes, we're really hands-on in that, um, in the aspect of like service, but also creating something for someone else to consume. And then when we got to middle school, so we were in the visual performing arts program and we got to um, engage more in visual arts. Yeah, so like culinary arts was like that that introduction to creating for us. It was first like a form of like, oh, we have to do it, to more like, oh, we enjoy doing it. And we would also like collaborate on dishes. Like one of us would do the meats and then one of us would do the sides. <laughs> and um, she was really, uh, Faith was really good in desserts. Um, mm -hmm. I tried to get in there in the baking, we still do from time to time, but that was definitely like that branch to us getting into visual art and finally getting like black mentors, our first black art teacher that actually like nourished that that skill that we didn't really even know that we had. It was in middle school. Middle school, yeah. yeah. And then from there, we were in a visual performing arts program in high school and um, so it took off. <laughs> yeah. uh, we met our mentor there. It was the first, year of the program so we basically our class was the first um completion of the visual performing arts program the first four years and our mentor was the first there too so um we all grew together learned together and since so she was also a professor the classes and um assignments were very much uh projects, projects. not assignments <laughs> The projects were very much like on a whole different level than your your regular art 101 class yeah. in high school. Yeah. Yeah. And then we went off to NYU and it got even bigger there. But <laughs> I feel like we're skipping a part. So in high school is where we both learned like our individual disciplines. So hope um fell in love with ceramics and I could never grasp it. I, it was too messy for me. And painting. And, and painting, she loves painting. And um, I had my first printmaking class my freshman year. And then we didn't do it any other year in high school. Except for I had to year. wait until college to get back into printmaking. 
so like so this is when we kind of found our individuality and it wasn't until our senior year of college when we came together to like combine these um individual disciplines that we had cultivated over uh the course of however many years it's been so long 13 14, <laughs> seven five i don't can't count wow. <laughs> That, that math was was very strong there, and, uh, and and thank you for 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 the introductory because it's definitely going to be things that I'm going to touch back on a little bit uh, as as we go in into it a little bit deeper. But but thank you for at least you know starting off there. Um, so again, you know, this is like you know like you know back and back and forth. I was going to say tit for that tat, but that's that's weird. I'm, I'm the one, I don't want to ask any questions. Uh, so you know, can you tell me what like characterizes like your work and what particularly start, uh, sparked your interest in your current work. And I want to comment on one thing though. I love sort of the full circle-ness of like, we were collaborating earlier, like on, yeah, you're doing the meets, I'm doing everything else to like, <laughs> we're working, you're working together. I, I love that. Um, you know, working with like siblings on something creative, it's, it's really, really cool. I mean, I always look at opportunities to, to work with my brother. Um, and we would do podcasts and so on. And it's like, oh, that's uh, sweet. <laughs> yeah, it's, all, it's always, it's always something. And the, the crowning achievement in terms of collaborating with someone that you're, you're close with was, um, it was a weird podcast, but I like old like action movies and it's yeah. something my dad put me onto, right? So I had an opportunity in the studio right here to have my dad sit in. We did a podcast together for oh. John Claude Van Damme movie. He was so nervous. <laughs> and I was like, you are a Marine and you are in your 60s. It is fine. And he's right. like, you barely said anything that you would think I was talking to myself the whole podcast. Oh, That's really? So awesome. <laughs> it was really, it was really fun. That's so, nice. Yeah. Um, so yeah, as I threw that in there, let me rephrase and reframe the question. Um, so so describing your your current body of work, like what characterizes your work and what particularly like sparked your interest in what you're currently working on? So um senior year of college is when we basically formed our collaborative and it was during COVID. No, you're missing okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. That's a first. That is amazing. <laughs> That's how we get to our current body of work. Rewind. In 2019, we had a dope ass show. Not my bad. Our junior year in college, we were still creating individually, <laughs> but we created this concept. Um, it was called Our Skinner Logo. It was the show title, exhibition title. And we divided the gallery into four different rooms in like a cross format. So in, in this gallery, we were able to like comment on the things that raised us, um, losing our mother, our mental health, um, going through grief and loss, as well as our sisterhood in this, in this gallery space. We were, we were creating individually, but when we came together, this was our first like baby we made together. We curated, we had to create work for it. That we made together. I had yeah. to learn stuff. I had to learn to cut vinyl in order to hang vinyl for the show. She had to go source out um, our old christening gowns and and um, our brother's military fatigue for like installation stuff. So like we were both like like doing these curatorial roles, but also art making roles. And this was our the the spark to the collaborative of hope and faith. Yeah, that definitely was <laughs> the spark. Yeah. Yes. And we were still going by our um, first first names at the time, 
But it really, we really did need some hope and faith to get through it because we was going through it. Oh, we were going through it. Okay, now you you're doing what I do now. You're doing what I do. <laughs> Right. The truth in this art. Yeah. <laughs> the truth in this art. That fast forward to during COVID years, and um, unfortunately, we were we were displaced as many were. Um, she was studying. Faith was studying abroad in Accra, Ghana, and I was in Abu Dhabi. And we had we got sent home. You know, every everyone was basically sent home. And this is where we actually found our our spot in Baltimore for a little bit, and. and during that time, it was like a whole transition of being like back in America, mm-hmm. back in this like masked up, crazy world, protest. It felt like a dystopia. It was crazy. Even, even our, our household wasn't the most secure, which eventually um, got us to our mentors, who eventually got us to our apartment, which was the apartment that we grew up in when we were children so like we had another full circle full circle moment during our senior year of college we were doing all this moving and stuff we ended up finding our place back to like where we started (laughs) so um and that's where we made our first piece together which was sadie's home yes and our film homecoming yeah so our current body work is definitely like investigating and also um holding on to our inner child losing our mom being back in Maryland because we spent three years in, in New York and there was a part of us who didn't really want to like face those memories in Maryland. Mm-hmm. We, we really tried to stay away from home, but everything brought us back there. So yeah. a lot of our, our work is definitely like exploring the notions of motherhood, of being twins. <laughs> yeah. And also spirituality and like yeah how everything has happened for a reason, reason to bring yeah. us to like this point and her mother always said that two heads are better than one and we grew up like bickering and bickering it wasn't until we just recently became friends, we, we just recently became friends. so uh, i said that to say that it's very it's been a very spiritual process creating individually and then coming together and seeing so much growth also happening individually but also together in our um, relationships yeah to our, ourselves and our work right and our relationship has grown since then and that's been a big factor in our work because our our work is so like magical that like it's not interpreted from just one perspective like two two people have worked we're twins but we have two different brains <laughs> two different bodies you know some people are like oh you know you guys are like but we're actually very different yeah and having those two different perspectives on the same like idea of of home of this memory that we had growing up like all of that goes into our work and our concepts and our individual disciplines that form these beautiful large scrolls that we call our babies now so every time we say we would refer them to our babies yeah we we, let's make let's make a baby baby. Yeah, so they're they're definitely our our love children and us like nurturing that inner child in us. We didn't really have that chance to 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 grow because yes, we were in art, but we were going through a lot, and that I think that is what fuels our work now is the fact that we weren't really able to be sisters and talk about what we were going through and talk about what we were going through, yeah. and that's what our art is doing now. That was a nice little closing off. Yeah. yeah. Oh.
just finishing each other's sentences. It's like I've seen this on a sitcom somewhere. It's great. Uh, People say we need a reality show. I mean, look, I if I can wet my beak, executive producer style, that would be just ten on ten. Um, so. So I, I, I got to ask, like, you know, touching back on sort of, you know, tapping back into like creatively, right? Tapping back mm-hmm. into like, I think our, our childhood, so what have you. I think there's a lot of creative stuff that's there. We haven't been hit with, oh, your work is boring or your work is this. We're just creating to create. Exactly. Why, why is that important to kind of like be able to tap back into it? And I have a follow up question, but I at least want to start right there. Um, I think it's it's important because like growing up and like getting into adulthood, <laughs> we grew up really fast. So. Yeah, like because our mom was ill, we were doing a lot of things at a young age. We were writing checks and getting money orders from Seven <laughs> Eleven, and you know cooking full course meals for our entire family. We were doing a lot, and um, I think. That's what I was gonna say before you <laughs> was that um we had to grow up really fast like and now being in, in adulthood like it's really engaging with those things that we not left behind but like like zoom passed in a way so like figure painting and like and doing board paintings and and doing cartwheels and stuff that are some of our our favorite pastime oh and board games favorite pastimes oh, board games because it really does invigorate like those creative juices from a time that things were a lot easier, but also like a lot more open to being creative versus like, oh man, I have to work go into my, my job and then I come home and I have to make sure that I paint this and I got to make sure it's perfect. And it's just like, <laughs> yeah. So we're, we're really engaging with bright colors and yeah. um, looking like our art also and, and, so <laughs> I could I couldn't take that look. That was a really funny look you gave me there. I was really <laughs> like, and, and, go on. <laughs> uh, and, and thank thank you for that. Cause it, it brings me to to this question of um let's see, I, I wrote it down here. Um so the I guess like we we run into this sort of thing of like hard work and, and talent right of mm-hmm. i know how to do this i can do this and then you're gathering like new new like ideas new uh, concepts i find that some people right. take in like i got these side like hustles and these side hobbies that yep. ultimately turn it so so speak on that a little bit of like not only like having the skill and the talent that you've you know like cultivated over let's see it was one it was five <laughs> it was seven I, it, I, i'm not good at math either but you know it's just a number right like let's just say for sake of argument better part of a decade right um yeah <laughs> what are some of those like out of necessity some of those like like skills that you've added that don't really show up because i heard curation earlier and that's that's a thing that a lot of people do and don't really claim you know yeah i would like to start thank you oh. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say that our, our mom was our first curator, uh, put the meatballs next to this and put the <laughs> rice next. <laughs> so I think, I think a lot of that kind of like, is definitely like instilled in us. It's, it's still the way we make our plates is, is a whole curation when we create our food. Um, but going into the art, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Art skills, yeah, yeah, give me a second. Um, I I studied 
Yes, yes, thank you. Okay. I studied um, psychology as a, my minor in school because I, I have hopes and dreams. I will become an art therapist um, in, in my future. I'm thinking like maybe in my 30s or 40s or something. <laughs> but, um, I know that I've used art as healing and and especially as um, a kid growing up dealing with a lot of things. I didn't I didn't use it as healing then. And that's something that I have like I strive and I really want to do in the future to be able to have the youth be able to know this this outlet exists, especially despite all the trauma and uh, aggressions, everything going on in the world that, you know, art, writing, dancing, all of that is a way for healing. Mm -hmm. So that definitely factors into our work with our color theory, as well as, like I said, the inner, inner child is, is a therapy term. <laughs> <laughs> like healing your inner child, making your, yourself laugh and smile and literally hugging yourself is, is what it like lights up something in your brain that makes you feel warm. And um, at night I wear a cape. I'm a, uh, <laughs> I'm a, a crisis counselor with the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. So I'm helping people with thoughts of suicide. I, I literally, one of the things I, I offered them was like, have you tried like doing art or other type of coping skills, grounding techniques, things that I've learned that I want to be able to give back um, to people in need. Um, I picked up canvas building in college so as a side gig i build canvases mm -hmm. I, I i staple glue i used to saw i don't have a saw now but eventually i will <laughs> <laughs> and i'm really good at it too and um all of that has been able to kind of fuse into my other contract jobs as um an educator a youth educator so i work in some schools doing after school programs with the little babies mm -hmm. um nurturing their little talents yeah <laughs> So those are, I think those are most of my side gigs besides website building, which I kind of do, but kind of don't do. But yeah, everything, a lot of things I learned in college have definitely still been in my life after college. And um, I want to be able to keep doing that in the future as well, maybe a little bit less as I focus on my work. Um, but yeah. Wow. What about your gigs? my psychics miss dc arts care <laughs> curator oh yeah let's, let's talk about that let's talk about that <laughs> um i don't know where to start i picked up a lot of skills social cultural analysis I, yeah i was gonna start with i i minored in social and cultural analysis in college so i was basically studying a lot of theory which i love we got big foreheads and big brains it wasn't just art for us <laughs> <laughs> It's great. <laughs> exactly. I had to fit a lot up in here. Um, yeah, so I was saying a lot of theory on, on gender sexuality studies, feminist studies, some um, race theory. Mm, a lot I of topics. all of them. Sociology stuff, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, so I really enjoyed like putting that into practice with my art. And that has kind of gotten me to this space that like thinking about my life as a big old curatorial project, <laughs> like curating my playlist. Yeah. My bathroom is now my safe space. I'm like, no, I'm serious. I'm serious. Like my bathroom literally has like the incense and, and they have a nice little self portrait. And your poems. Uh, my poems are on the wall. It's, it's, and when I go in there, everything like comes off. So I, I'm, I'm very like, 
I'm very, very, very intentional about my space and the place I inhabit and how to curate and fit myself into um, this this kind of energy that I, I would like to receive, give and also receive. So that's something I really picked up in college because of our baby project that we put together, um, our skin our logo. And currently I um, serve as an independent curator with the DC Art Center for their curatorial apprenticeship. Um, and I'm being trained by a, a grad professor for curatorial practice at MICA. And so I'm like really learning like the ins and outs of like uh, curating, yeah. like literally watching him. Cause he had it before, show, but yeah, so I've done it before. But you're doing it like full, as an independent curator. Full speed, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jumping right in there. Yes. So that's something I've been really interested in. And I want to branch into like getting into more like social platforms and like creating like forms and stuff eventually once I figure out how to do that. <laughs> eventually a podcast is coming. <laughs> blog. Blog. Oh, you need a blog for our website. Individual ones. Anyway. Um, so yeah, and I also do some um, youth arts educating. I really love helping students with their portfolios. I think yeah. that's something that's really important because in Baltimore City, after middle school, you have to apply to get into in high school. And, um, you know, arts, arts are always there. There's, there's so many different arts options. And like, as you get into an arts high school, like you could be on a career path or change it if you want to, but like it's literally a fast track into college if you build a portfolio when you need to build that portfolio yeah, so if you're not able to get into that school you need that extra help yeah support yeah so in my um my current position um as a youth art educator i help my kids build their portfolios do intentional art making sometimes we do our fun stuff because you know they're kids <laughs> but other times it's like we need a title for this. Yeah, and I want to know the meaning behind and it. Artist statements. <laughs> artist statements. All of that stuff. And so their gears are turning and they've created some really beautiful work and I'm really proud of them. I went to their showcase last week and it was phenomenal. They have they have more projects this year than I do. Like <laughs> <laughs> they, um, they've been going at it in the work. Yeah, I think there's so many different concepts, wire and paint and paint chairs. Place clay mm-hmm. making dioramas like mm-hmm. they're sculptors now yeah <laughs> they, they can list all these sources on their their the skills on their resumes if they wanted to that's what i'm really proud of I, um, hmm? and I, I just want to wrap it up oh, with yeah. um, <laughs> you know there's two of us here we're just talking about all the things we do um writing writing is very important to me and that's something i don't think i picked it up in, in uh college i would say it started a lot younger than I think that. you've always had it yeah because I've always liked um typing and I was I was always getting like good grades on my essays and stuff but I never really like read into it until like junior year of high school where I was like oh yeah I'm actually a pretty good writer um so yeah that brings to the creative writing and now I, I integrate that into my practice as well as um integrating into some of the curriculum and lessons I do with the youth um, a lot of storytelling is involved in, I think, both of our practices. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, and creative writing is definitely one of my my babies that I'm still very much uh, nurturing. They're growing, you know, still got to burp them here and there. But... Um, <laughs> it's really funny, actually. But yeah, um, going to be a lot of laughs. Yeah, creative writing is definitely one of the 
the main things that I have picked up. And it, it's, it's helped my curatorial um, projects. You know, you got to write curator statements. Our applications. Yeah, our applications. I'm the one typing the descriptions for our artwork <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> so tag team. Yeah, we, we tag team it. Definitely, um, like looking at like the, the the writing piece there. Definitely, I'm just like grant writing, <laughs> all of the grant writing. Yeah. yeah, we got our first grant. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that was Recently. that was synchronized. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, I, I got I got two more real questions that, and, and I think it it ties. It definitely ties. It connects. Um, but um, <laughs> siblings, I swear. <laughs> um, so peel, peeling back to onion a little bit um in, in in the fact that you you both have your own individual practices processes and everything that goes goes into like making your work um but also you come together and you collaborate could you share like what like is the secret or the trait that you think most creative people share oh yeah i'm coming out of left field with new ones with new questions <laughs> that's a that's a good one. Oh, I have an answer. Um, we were on an, um, an artist panel at the um, Martin Luther King Jr. Library um, because we have a, a piece that was recently installed there. And um, one of the artists also on the panel, Imar Hutchins, he said that artists have one foot in this world and one foot in the other. And that resonated with me. I was like, that is so true. Like, it doesn't matter what kind of art you make. Like it's coming from another place. You're literally like channeling and powering through your hands to create something completely new. And I think that's something I believe that's something all artists share. Creatives, all in creatives in general. Yeah. yeah. Even musicians, dancers, culinary artists. Mm -hmm. Would they just be creating recipes? Yeah. Oh, this is paired with this. How do you know? How do you know that? <laughs> We're home chefs out here. You out here making five star. <laughs> meals <laughs> yeah i i agree with that um it's definitely um i don't know how to follow that honestly but you said it <laughs> yes creators share having one foot in this world and one foot in the other and definitely a, a passion and drive to see something different see something like a new right yeah because obviously in order to be a, a creative you, you create so, which means you're building something from nothing to emulate this this thing, this idea that you've had in your head. So, I think it's definitely like life changing. I almost want to make it feel like it's sci-fi, where you're able to, if you're creative, your artist, what have you, and you're able to kind of tap in a different dimension and bring that over. And it, it's it's something in that, like you know, when I go to different places, like I was sharing beforehand, I was in New yeah. Orleans. I believe New Orleans is a portal. You know, I'm going out. Yeah. It's like, yo, where did this question come from? Or wow, I saw that. Why aren't we doing something like that? Or I wonder what this person's work is like and what their process includes. And you know, definitely, it's a it's a book I've been checking out. And if you haven't checked it out, I would definitely recommend it. That uh, Rick Rubin book about uh, creativity. That's a really good one. Uh, Rick Rubin. Yeah, he's a producer, um, a rap producer. Let's see, uh, book. Just want to make sure. All the books. Creative act. Creative act. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Oh, that's a nice cover. Oh, I have that in my in my book list. Nice. Boom. <laughs> it's really good. It's really good. And um, 
And and I just remember this this sort of interview that that he did, and he was being asked about um, his background and being a musician or being around music musicians. And mm-hmm. you know, he was just like, I don't make beats. I don't have any musical talent, but I know my taste and I know how to articulate that. And I was like, right. That's the lane I'm in. That's the lane I'm in. You know. <laughs> So I got one last real question before we get to the rapid fire, because I've been adding rapid fire as we've been talking. Oh, okay. That's, that's the thing. People don't realize that the more, the more folks are giving away, it's like, uh-huh, I got more questions. Uh, <laughs> so this is this is the last one. And I think this is definitely a nice pin to it. Um, I always like to do this this question around, like, what are what are folks doing to kind of like balance out sort of what that day might look like, the heaviness that may be attributed to their art and just life in general. So if you each could like share like maybe a practice that's regenerative for you, like sometimes mm-hmm. people need to get away for a bit. Sometimes you gotta go in that bathroom like them incense or what have you. So what, what, what do those practices look like for you too? Okay, so I just recently found out that um, showers, like really hot showers, are really good. I was watching this YouTube video. I forget what, who was interviewing Erica Badu, but she has a sauna room in her um, her house. And before she starts her day, before she goes to the studio, she goes right up in the with her clothes on and sweats it all out. <laughs> I was like, whoa. <laughs> um, and actually, when she first wakes up, she puts on um, ankle bracelets so she can like jingle and hear herself make sounds throughout the day. So I realized that I've, I'm kind of similar. Like when I shower, like I feel like a late a weight has been lifted. And I li- like my incense before I shower. It's a whole ritual. I play my music, the specific playlist, and mm-hmm. I come out feeling a lot better. I dance naked, all that. And um, I also like jingle jangles and whatnot. And um, yeah, recently I started incorporating my sound bowl into a regenerative practice to like clear my space out. I'm really, I'm trying to branch it to like sound in terms of uh, healing for myself because I kept a lot in. So that's why like my poems are, are, are everywhere in my home and I have to read them often so that I could hear myself. Yeah. Because when you have your mouth closed and you have like all these thoughts swelling, it's just like, you're going to explode. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I think getting, getting out of that stuck um, headspace, Getting out of bed, sound really helps. Movement, yeah. And the park. Yeah, I love the park. Well, she said everything I do as well. <laughs> <laughs> I try to add stretching into my routine. Um, I talk to our plant babies. I just recently started a basil plant. They just started germinating. So I've been speaking some kind words into the little seedlings. Um, <laughs> Also, dancing in the mirror is one of my daily activities, blasting music, and um, showers help with temperature change, which also helps with um, your mood as well. And I just, for some reason, at 23 years old, just recently found out that washing your hair, like, changes, (laughs) it changes your mood completely. I had the best sleep of the entire month of April, just a few days ago when I washed my hair. And the day after that, I was just like, oh, it's nice and sunny and I feel all refreshed. And like, <laughs> I guess like once your, your head's clean, like it's literally like your scalp is getting to that brain, which is harboring all that stress and, and anxiety and all that. Wow. Um, so yeah, that's definitely, you can see my scalp now too. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, like it's kind of weird because we don't we don't typically do art to like de stress. We do other things since art is our, our career. Yeah. And so it's cooking too. Like, I mean, no, I don't cook. Cooking stresses me out sometimes. Cooking stresses me So out, it's yeah. not regenerative to me. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I know I gotta eat, but like, <laughs> it's stressful. Like, it takes so long. Yeah. It's definitely doing something else, like taking a walk, getting that fresh air, just basking in the sun, laying in the grass, drinking water. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I mean, that that's literally the thing. Uh, um, yeah, I, I'll say like if I'm not getting that normal sleep, or it, well, actually one thing I'll, I'll throw in there, it's it's something about starting off your day. It's something about you know you go to the let's say you go to the gym and they say you should stretch, you should do X, Y, and you got to warm up. It's a version of that when you're starting your day, you have those sort of more right. rituals, or even when musicians they're doing like scales and things of that nature before right. playing, and it's something about even like this, like if I just came on here. Yeah, podcast welcome to the thing <laughs> it's like ew who is this like you know, so it's, it's getting getting prepared to do to it's getting prepared to create getting prepared to dive in and, and, and play and and kind of remembering that it's play too like it's it's definitely work when it's our career and be serious about it mm-hmm. but also definitely a play is is a piece of it and yeah you know that's that's the thing that i try to remind myself and when i start off and you know get into it this is always the fun part you know what I mean? Actually doing the conversation versus right. preparing for it and all the logistics that go into it. it they were asking me before we, you know, got in, got into the beginning of it. It's like, you know, how many people are involved? And it's like, right. <laughs> so, you know, when yeah. it's, when it's all of that different stuff, it's like, I just want to be able to formulate that in a way to keep my sanity and keep everything right. flowing right and not resent the creative work. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So what are your practices? Because I know you mentioned anime earlier. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, practices, it's, you know, definitely, I think preparation, like I, I like to just be distracted, you know, from like what I might be doing in a given day. So it's like, oh, I got to do a couple of interviews. You know, I want to do something that's different from the interview. So I go into mm. sort of freshness and in a different energy right um, i got back into cooking a little bit i know that's a hot topic right now <laughs> uh, but um I'll, I'll say like as a person that kind of got away from it for a little bit and i started getting really nice stuff i like chefs i really like chefs so i got like a butcher's block and a chef knife and a cast no. iron. <laughs> and I bought some stuff for what is it? I get the boxes from like uh, HelloFresh or what have you, because yeah. grocery store is a little much. But having these different recipes that just kind of come in, and it's like, oh, I'm right. And they get everything you need. Yeah. yeah. And um, just being able to try out just different things and having those recipes sitting there as a reference point on how am I going to make this mine now? That's what I like to do. I like to take the baseline and then you know what? I like curry. Now I'm going to make this curry mayo that's going to go with this dish or I'm one of those. Look, okay. I'll, I'll tell you about my smoked crab cakes at a later date. Oh! And, and they have a Japanese influence to it. I, I do think. Okay. Oh, I have to know about this. You're curating your own dishes now, I see. I mean, I have a, I have a drink on a menu somewhere. I got a coffee somewhere. I'm trying to do a few different things. Okay. So, and, and, and I, I have many more, but those are at least some of the ones that are top of the uh, top of top of mine. Um, but I at least want to go into these rapid fire ones because now there are six. There are six rapid okay. fire questions. All right. Um, 
Let's go. And these are these are for both of you. I did not separate these at all. They were separated at one point. Never, they're not. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go with the, the 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 easiest one. Okay. What are your favorite colors? Burgundy, gold, red. Just name in mind. Go on. <laughs> Silver, yellow, blue, and red. Primary colors. That is like the Colombian flag, I believe. <laughs> um, I heard this earlier. Favorite board game? Ooh. Ooh. It's not Monopoly. It's not, it's not Monopoly. It's I like that you not, just really like it's not Monopoly. It's Ooh. not Monopoly. <laughs> I do like the game of life, actually. Yeah, you do like it. Yeah. I don't know if I have one yet. Candyland. <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't have one yet. Monopoly's just a I lot. feel like I, I, I feel like I haven't experienced enough board games. Okay, the game of life is great. So mine is to be determined. You be having twins, you lose your house, you get a new job. It's life. I, I, I do have this one thing. It's this question. It's almost like the um, is a hot dog a sandwich question. It's like it's checkers, like a board game is Jenga a board game because Jenga has caused a few fist fights I've seen and it makes me laugh. But also, <laughs> is Jenga a board game? I'm gonna go ahead and say no. I'm gonna say no too. He's getting pulled. Is chess a board game? I'm gonna say and yes. Checkers, I would say yes because it, it involves a board and the board moving flipping pieces. out and moving pieces. Yeah. See, I yes. like that. I like, I like that logic there. Yeah. Yes. All right. Uh, since since we, we we talked about cooking a little bit, do you have a favorite late night snack? Hmm. We're snackers. <laughs> uh, I was waiting for it. Waiting for it. <laughs> We're also plant based now, kind of. <laughs> so my late night snack is I used to before I was plant based. It was always chocolate, like a regular Hershey's bar. Um, but now it's recently been since it's warmer. It's been um, Ben and Jerry's vegan ice cream because Ben and Jerry's is always good, but the, the vegan ones are even better. Um, mm. Oreos, Oreos, chips, Oreos and milk, and chips. I think mine is the yeah salt and vinegar kettle, kettle cooked chips. They have to be kettle cooked. Yeah. I know Uts flat chips. I grew up on those, but I have now <laughs> I grown up <laughs> in my grown up <laughs> in, my, in my chip. You're up palate. Yeah. Mm, yes. Yes. That's peanut oil there. Yes. But sometimes I'll tell you though, I, I like salty and sweet. So I'll probably eat like a cup of chips and then follow it up like 30 minutes later with Oreos and milk. <laughs> Clear. I like One it. time I ate them at the same time. <laughs> so I would say it's salt vinegar chips and I know you're gonna like the and ice cream sandwich, a vegan ice cream sandwich, or some Oreos and milk yeah. okay. in the same sitting. Them, um, <laughs> them, them double good popcorn is, is getting up there, though. Oh, you're not double good? No. The fundraiser? Their popcorn is. You gotta look into it. Okay. Addictive. I'm a. I'm That's a, all I'm a, I used to be a popcorn fiend, too. Yeah. They used to call me the popcorn queen because I, I popped it correctly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a popcorn snob. Like I like that. Uh, what is it? The Chicago mix. What's that? That's like when you get like half caramel and half cheddar, and it's like in the same bag together. We had that before. Remember, we used to get the big the, the popcorn tins. Yeah, that's the Chicago I, mix. 
<laughs> like I need to go back to non-vegan for like a good week and just try some stuff out. Just a day. Yeah, just 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 a week and then go back. What's your top snack? Uh I, I headed actually when I got here, it's, it's a weird combo. Um it's three things. Uh, okay. I take a handful of like very like lightly salted like cashews. Okay. White cheddar cheese it's those okay. go together. And then as the bev, because you always gotta have a bev, you know, you've you both been in New York, you know how it goes. Uh <laughs> with the Topo Chico, preferably in the clear bottle, not the green bottle. I find that it's a little bit more fizzy when it's in that uh, clear bottle. I'm bougie. Okay. So it's like uh I'm here for it. I was gonna say party mix. Like a party mix with the, the nuts and the, the cheese it's yeah. Trail mix, party yes. mix, party trail mix with the bev. With the bev. Because you need the bev. The bev. <laughs> Yeah, you have like you know dry mouth while you're trying to eat these like salty deliciousness. It's, it's exactly. <laughs> I might start throwing raisins in there. Then it really truly will be a trail mix. Trail you got trail mix. Right, <laughs> right about that. Or cranberries. I like cranberries. the craisins. The craisins, yeah. I used to have that like on like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, but it's with the like the wild, like the crunchy peanut butter. Let's, let's not be commoners and go creamy. Um, <laughs> he said commoners. <laughs> peasants. You know, it's, it's, it's like life is already easy enough. Let's have a little chunk in your life, you know? Yeah, you got a it's really stupid. Um, what, like, okay, you can only pick one of these, these next things. Okay. Uh, what are you watching, listening to, or following that you would recommend for someone to check out? Kind of like a shout out thing, sort of. Can you say that one more time? Uh, what are you watching, listening to, or following that you would recommend someone check out? The one of the three. Watching, listening to, or following. What about reading? Or reading. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Reading. Have you read Open Water yet? I have not. Um, you have it with you. <laughs> She's going to go get it. <laughs> What's the name? Um, by Caleb... Uh, Amuza um, Azuma Nelson, Caleb Azuma Nelson. Got it. It is a beautiful book. It's curatorial. It's love. It's it's hurt. It's blackness. It's all that. Check it out. Open water. There's a playlist on Spotify too because, like you mentioned, like songs in it in the book, and like you can literally like listen as you're reading. Anyway, it's a little dope. double dip right there. I like that. Yes, yeah, so open water. I would say when I need to cleanse from all of the Netflix binging I do, I <laughs> I tend to watch um, Netflix's Explained. They have like the Mind Explained. They have oh. Sex Explained. Mind Explained is two seasons. I'm not sure about Sex Explained. I haven't gotten there yet. But the Mind Explained is really informational about like the amygdala and the brain fear factor anxiety brainwashing stuff like that things that you mm. think that like you're like you of course you like known of but like they really go deep into like actually like talking to people who've experienced like these different fears and anxieties and second also one of them too which is the next one mm. and the history about it as well um so yeah I, I like to get back into my little psychology nerd feels after binge watching all the drama reality stuff I see on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, I do both. I mean, we... <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see, let's see. Uh, I, actually, the, you already answered the first one, so that's, that's stupid to re-answer. Uh, so this is the last one. This is the last one I got for you. Um, 
it's a very good way to kind of wrap it. Yeah. Do you have an essential philosophy that guides you in your creative expression? Wow, that was mm. cold right there. I'm going to pat myself. <laughs> Ooh, essential philosophy. That's a good question. Yeah, just make sure it's good. That's, that's usually how I look at myself. <laughs> um, or a motto. Because I, I, I realize that's got a little bit more. Like a weight. motto, yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. I, I, the thing is, I'm thinking about a couple different things, but um, I think one of the things we've been learning a lot recently is like with time and patience. And we often, I think on every piece, we say like, it's not happening right now. She will let us know what she needs and when she'll be completed. <laughs> Because it's like we sometimes we, we get stuck and we're like, this isn't working. And, and we get angry at each other. And then one of us, mainly, it's usually Faith, has to be like, you know what? <laughs> I'm going home. I'm going home. She doesn't want to be touched right now. And we can't force it, you know? And of course, de- there's always deadlines that kind of like make you feel like you need to have something done. But every, literally, clockwork, every piece, it's literally okay. Like, deadline who? like what like (laughs) the piece will communicate to us what it needs what it wants like our our sketches never our sketches our our pieces never look like the sketches like they're they become some beautiful more imaginative um being being yeah that's a good word for it (laughs) and end up adding a little bit of Glitter this here and there because <laughs> because we're like oh he, she looks like she wants something here you know so it's like you know time and patience and understanding of your craft yeah I would say my creative philosophy is similar oh okay this is one um, saying in this book I was reading um, energy flows where intention goes so if like I come to a piece or we come to a piece and there's a deadline on it or we have to make this by the deadline it's usually like a more frustrated time yeah. time management needed piece and it doesn't come out like or if we're tired yeah or if we're like super tired it doesn't come out like it doesn't it's not fun creating it it doesn't come out like how it was intended to come out so once I like if I get into this headspace where I'm like crying or I'm like, um, I really want to engage with uh, something from my past I'm writing, this is my attention that I'm setting. And I, that's what I'm usually able to like really like flow and like write something all in one sitting versus like trying to come back to it after the feeling has passed or like, oh, I want to finish this poem, but maybe it is already finished. Right. So like, um, so I would definitely say that um, energy flows where intention goes because work our work is very spiritual and the moment that we start adding all these like worldly factors like money and and time and and this place and deadlines and all this other stuff it starts to like separate us from the spirit of the work um so yeah i would say that very much (laughs) a lot of energy goes into our work yeah thank you it takes a lot to birth a baby you know what i'm saying (laughs) That, that that actually is a is a good. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That's good. And I'm gonna be saying that and people are like, what are you talking about? I was like, look, man, so doing this interview with hope and faith, right? And um, 
So, so in, in these final moments, one, I got to thank both of you for coming on and making the time. This has been the highlight of the week. I'm going to say the week. This has been great. Oh, and, you know, first twins I've had on this podcast and I didn't make any sister sister references or anything <laughs> along those lines. I damn, I just did. Uh, and, <laughs> And also, um, I want to invite and encourage you both in, in the final moments here to um, share social media, website, all of that good stuff. And, and anything that you want to cover in these final moments, almost like a shameless plug, the floor <laughs> is yours. Both of yours. Both Sweet. <laughs> well, to start our socials, our website and Instagram is hopeandfaith.art. Facebook is Hope and Faith Creations. And we have an exhibition coming up this summer and fall. And Faith what? is curating an exhibition in the fall as well. Yeah, so stay tuned. <laughs> yes, please follow us. We love talking, uh, as you can tell. <laughs> also, also, if you're in the Baltimore area, uh, our first public art piece so, is up at the Creative Alliance outside residence. Yes, where we are artists and residents. Yeah. So take a look and maybe you'll see some some strange sightings out there. Take some pictures with them, tag us and whatnot. Um, come by our studio. Yeah. Studios. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just have to add that we've been living together for 22 years until Creative Alliance said, you know what, you know, there's someone moving out. Do you guys want your own spaces? And it's literally been such a blessing. <laughs> it's made our babies, our creations love us even more. We, we love each other even more. And our energy has just been more aligned since being able to be together, but also have our space. So come see our studios. And there you have it, folks. I want to again thank Hope and Faith for coming on to the podcast. And I'm Rob Lee saying that there's art and culture in and around your neck of the woods. You've just got to look for it. Mm-hmm.